I'm not a beta. Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Peterson. Thank you for being with me. You can get involved by going to our YouTube chat line and I can respond to your questions and comments. And good morning, everybody here again. Good morning. All right. I'm glad you all came. Any questions about the shirt? <laughs> Where'd you get it? I love it. Oh, thank you. I got it from the store. Which store? Uh, Macy's. And I have one like this, but it has monkeys on it with a banana with bananas. And I'm scared to wear it because I don't want the black people to think I'm, I'm calling them monkeys. <laughs> because I'm black, and so if I would, they think I represent all blacks. But I may get the courage to wear it on the radio show. Um, so, um, before I get to your questions, and whenever you have them or comments, let me know. But I want to tell you a little story that I, and I made some notes so I can remember the whole thing. Over the weekend, I realized that, oh, in the Bible, there was this guy named Daniel. You ever heard of him? And so Daniel refused to bow down to the king. And, and because of that, the king threw Daniel in the lion's den. And, um, and so when they went back a day or two later, however long, Daniel was still sitting there and the lions were playing with him and he was playing with them. And so as a result, Daniel was able to get out and the people who encouraged the king to throw Daniel in there, uh, he put those people in the lion's den and because Daniel was the right on kind of a guy. And the king really liked Daniel because Daniel was a good man. You ever heard that story? Yeah. It's an interesting story, right? And so, but what I realized from that is that we, the American people, especially people who are on the side of good, have been thrown into the lion's den because over the last however many years, we've been too cowardly to deal with life. We've allowed ourselves to be intimidated. Uh, we have been made to be afraid. Uh, because they say, well, if you speak up, you're going to lose your job. If you disagree, you're going to lose your job. Or you're a racist, you're a woman hater, you're all kind of haters. And so over the years, we, not me, but most people have allowed themselves to be afraid. And as a result, <coughs> the children of the lion threw you into the lion's den. And now we, most people are slaves to the children of the lie. Have you ever thought about that? You are a slave to them because you've allowed yourself to be intimidated and that you can't speak up. You know, you're afraid of the name calling or losing a job. Um, You allowed yourself to be demoralized. And I'm going to give you examples of that in a minute. And uh, and now your children are demoralized. The children agree with stuff that you would never normally ordinarily agree with like same-sex marriage and abortion and so-called racism and all that stuff that's happening because you've been afraid and you're slaves. And everyone who has fear is a slave. It doesn't matter what you're afraid of. And most, most American people are afraid today, and especially the Christians. I've never seen a bunch of scared Christians in my whole life, men and women. And it's, you cannot believe in God and have fear. 
absolutely cannot. And as a result of being enslaved by the children of the lie, uh, more character is not thought of or discussed anymore. I got a caller from a, a call on my show last week from a young man. I think he was between 18 and 20 or 21. He was in college and he said that he was living with his girlfriend in college on campus there somewhere. And I asked, well, why are you doing that? Why are you living with her and not married to her? He's like, I don't know. I hadn't thought about that. And, and then he said, well, uh, it's cheaper to have a roommate. So I said to him, well, you could get a male roommate. You don't have to have a female roommate, a girlfriend, right? But he hadn't thought of that. He didn't, because he didn't see anything wrong with living with a woman before marriage. And I noticed that a lot of Christian kids are living with, uh, you know, their boyfriend or girlfriend before marriage. And it's no big deal. That's because you are a slave to the children of the lie. And the children of the lie are the liberal media, the Democratic Party, the rhino, Republicans, the uh, race hustler, hustling black people. They have intimidated you that you have sacrificed your children to them. When I was growing up, if I even thought about living it with a girl before marriage while growing up, my grandmother would have beat me up and down the road just for thinking about it. You were, you were not allowed to even think about that. And nowadays, Christian parents allow their sons and daughters to bring their boyfriends into their home and live with them. That would drive me nuts. And it's okay because you have been sacrificed. You have sacrificed your children to the... Um, uh, the children of the lie. You're not a Daniel. And this has to stop. And so here are some examples of uh, what has happened as a result of, uh, uh, of being manipulated and living in, in this den. Um, I told you, maybe last week I mentioned that there's this black person I loan money to. Did I tell you about that? And, uh, and so this person has not paid me back yet. And they're not a man of their word. And this is a family member. So I'm telling on my own family. All right. Uh, So this person is not a man of his word. And he is a Christian. All in the name of Jesus. And so he doesn't keep his word. And so I've gotten on him about it. I'm like, where's my money? You know, never loan a black people money and ask for it. If you see them, you have to pretend like they don't owe you. <laughs> and so we were talking on the phone, and, and he was all friendly, and I'm not feeling friendly. <laughs> and I, don't, I knew better than to loan the money, so I take responsibility. I already know not to loan money to a black person. Anybody, James? That's a cheap laugh. <laughs> Isn't that a beta laugh? <laughs> and so, so we're on the phone talking, and they're just acting like everything is fine. And so I asked, I said, does it bother you that you're not a man of your word? And they went off. They're like, what do you mean? I'm not a man of my word. I said, you haven't paid my money back yet. 
and you act like everything is fine. And they were they ha- they call me every name in the book. I can't believe you asking me for money. How much do I owe you? They forgot how much they owe me. I'm like, how much do you owe me? What does that mean? They totally forgot about the money with no intent to pay back. And this person is simply not a man of the word. And rather than just saying, you know what? I'm sorry. You're right. I owe you. I probably would say, you know what? Keep it. But they made up all these excuses. And they blame me for asking for the money. And they blame me for accusing them. They say, you think you're judging me. Yes, I'm judging you. <laughs> That's my money. I have a right to judge when you don't pay back. But they said I was judging them and they went off and they're like, erase all my contact. Don't contact me again. And I said, is that's, is that's how you're going to keep the money if I don't contact you? <laughs> but the point is, all they had to say was, I'm sorry. I'm wrong. I should have paid you back or said something about it. But they went into denial. Have anybody ever done you wrong and then you remind them of it and rather than saying, I'm sorry, they make up, they make you feel like, try to make you feel like you're wrong. Anybody ever had that? Isn't that amazing? So you sit there and look at that. What in the world are you saying? They took no responsibility for it at all. That's because they've been sacrificed to the children of the life. That's not the attitude of a man or a woman who have become. Here's some seats over here, guys. Yeah, come on down. That's what you get from coming late. Right here. Yeah, come on down. He tried hard to sit on the back. Come down so we can all see that you were late. <laughs> and so, but instead of, all you have to do is say, I'm sorry, I was wrong. And if you say that, the person has nothing else to say. It cut them off right, like that. I know sometimes my employees be, are trying to yell at me about something. Like Joel get mad at me sometimes because I expose him on the radio when he messes up. And he does not like that. And so, and so he's like yelling at me. And I said, okay, I'm sorry, I was wrong. And he's like lost. Isn't that right? Yeah. But you just admit you're wrong. That's what men and women of character do. You say you're wrong. Nothing wrong with that. But he wouldn't say it, so I don't know what's going to happen. He would never get any more money for me. That's not, I know that for sure. Omarosa. Remember her? Now, evil, I mean, in a big way. Just evil to the core. And this woman is a preacher. And I believe she's married to a preacher. In the L.A. area. Somewhere around here in L.A. So here's the deal. President Trump gave this woman her first start by allowing her to be on his show, The Apprentice. Remember that? And, and then after that, she followed him to the White House. He gave her a job because I think she got fired from The Apprentice. But he gave her a job at the White House. And she just looked like the kind of woman you don't want to work with. You ever had those men and women at the office, they're just nasty. You don't want to have to ask them a question because you know you're going to have to fight them. Oh, they go, that's what she seemed like, right? And so she followed the president to the White House, and apparently they didn't like her at the White House, so she get fired. And what does she do? She go out and she turned her back on the very man that helped her along the way. All in the name of Jesus. 
even when I was at my all-time worst, I knew never to turn on people who helped me along the way. Because a relationship might not last you moving on, right? But if always, you never, ever, ever turn on people when they help you along the way. It just doesn't logically make sense. Anybody ever turned on someone that tried to help you along the way? You have? And why did you turn on them? Oh, I'm sorry, hold on. What? You what? I forgot the mics. That's Hatcher. <laughs> Your name is Hatcher, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's new. He was also late today. I don't know, blacks and Mexicans are late. And James exposed him on the hate report. James is like, my intern is here. He's late. <laughs> but that's Hatcher. He's our new intern. Go ahead. So someone will help you along the way. And at some point, you turn on them. Yes. And why? Um, I was staying at my aunt's and uncle's house on my father's side. Yeah. After high school, I left home to stay with them and go to college. But funny enough, being at college, I was into the new age spirituality and all the progressive liberal stuff. I turned against my father's family. Oh, man. Like being brainwashed by my mother's side of the family who hates that part of my family and father's side. Oh, I see. And uh, I left I left in a rage, and I didn't even think about it, and I regret it, and I apologized. Oh, you went back and apologized? Good, yes. man. Yeah. Yeah, good. Most people don't. Thank you. Yeah. This is your first time here? Yes. What's your name? Dane. How old are you? 20. Really? Yes. And so how did you hear about us? Uh, I saw the interview with Gavin McGinnis and you. Oh, okay. That's amazing. Thank you. I'm glad you're here, man. Thank you. Um, so at least you went back and apologized. This woman, Amarosa, is using this to get fame, but what she doesn't realize, nobody trusts her at this point. They don't, the liberals don't trust her, you know, the children of the lie. They're just using her to try to get back at the president, and once they're done with her, they're going to dump her. And then she'll be out there on her own. It just doesn't make sense. You have to be dark and evil to do something like that. And I don't care if, even if the person said negative things about me. I still appreciate what they did to help me along the way. And I have nothing negative to say. As children of God, we have to be the light of the world. And the light doesn't operate like the darkness does. But the problem is... Uh, you're most people enslaved to the children of the lie. You have fear. You can't speak up. You sacrifice your children to the public school system every day. There's a woman that called my radio show. A white woman said that she was sending her little kid to this school where it's predominantly black and Hispanics, and they are traumatizing her son. I believe it was a boy. She see that he's being traumatized, but yet she sent him back anyway. And she go over and talk to the principal or somebody, nothing changes. I'm like, why are you sending him there? She doesn't want to look like a racist. What kind of mindset is that? That you will sacrifice the soul of your child to try not to look like a racist. Now you look like an idiot. And your kid is traumatized. We got to change this. We got to get over this thing and not be intimidated by the children of the lie. They don't have power. How many are afraid to speak up for name because they might call your name or take your job? 
Oh, nobody in this room, right? Uh, now, three honest, four, five, six, seven, eight. Wow. Why are you afraid to speak up in the back? Where are the back? Oh, get fired. You afraid of getting fired? Sure. Um, now, at work, uh, you know, unless it's about work, you shouldn't bring your politics to work anyway. You know, there's no, that's not right. It's like those thugs that bring their work to the football game. And rather than standing there kneeling, you're supposed to leave that mess in the hood. So, but how about if there's a problem at work and it's between you and a person, person of color or a woman, would you be able to speak, speak up then? Why not? Yeah. You there's would, a problem. Sure. You wouldn't be afraid of the woman? No, I you, don't think so. You don't think so? You might be? No, I, I don't think I would. Yeah, but when it comes to politics, you're afraid to speak up at work, right? Unless, unless the woman was my supervisor and had the ability to fire me, then I wouldn't you pursue would, anything super aggressive, no. Right, you'd be like, yes, a boss. <laughs> yeah, kind of, yeah. When my master say he's sick, I say, yes, a master, we sick. <laughs> Uh, unless I could get a job, for, uh, you know, once I got fired, if you'd hire me and give me employment, then I'd... <laughs> <laughs> what a brave soul. I had this, I worked at, uh, should I say the name of the hospital? No. I worked at a hospital before, and uh, I was a medical transcriber. And I had this woman that was my boss, who happened to be a Hispanic. And she was like, bossy, right? And so I became the union steward. Everybody know what that is? Representing the union at the hospital. I wasn't working directly for them, but I would like the representation for them. Whenever people had complaints, they would come to me. And this was before, and at this time, I was a beta male all the way. Just beta, beta, beta. But, and so I knew that this woman wanted to fire me, uh, especially when I became union steward. And so what I did, I made sure I did all my work correctly. I, I made sure I was on time. I'm normally like that anyway, but made sure I did all the right thing. And so one day she asked me something. And I spoke up. I said, no, that's not true. She got angry, ran down to the front office there and tried to get me fired. So they called me down to the front office to fire me. And they had written up everything and ready to fire me. And... um and so she was all happy when I walked in. I'm like, oh, Lord. And so I walked in. They told me I was fired because I spoke up to this woman. But And then I said, no, that's not true. What she said was wrong, right? And then she said, well, you're not doing all your work right. But I had all these write-ups where she had written nothing but good things about me. And so I said, well, that's not true. Because look at all these write-ups. Everything is fine. And they said, oh, well, we can't fire you then. That woman got so angry, she quit. She literally just packed her bags and left the hospital. I'm like, that's how you do it. As long as you're doing it right, you cannot lose. But you have to be right, though. You can't be wrong and expect to win. You have to be right. And men and women of God, we're supposed to be right. Omarosa is an evil woman. And no one will ever trust her again. Even the children of the lie would never trust her. And she's supposed to be a Christian. What a bad example to set for young people who might be thinking about becoming a Christian. But we got to change this. You cannot have fear of these people. And there's one other quick example. 
Um, oh, I mentioned the one where where uh, parents, Christian parents, are allowing their sons and daughters to bring their boyfriends or girlfriends to their house and live with them. I don't understand that mindset. I couldn't even imagine my son or my daughter in the same house with me in the bedroom having sex. How, do, how does a, any parent allow that to happen in here? I just want to understand that mindset. Nobody here has done that? I, don't, I wish I understood. Yes, sir. Yeah, I have an uncle who did that. Did you, I, what did he do? Well, when I was younger, um, one of my cousins got a girl pregnant. And then he moved into the house. Isn't that amazing? What did you think about that at the time? I always thought it was off limits. Yeah. <laughs> You know, when I was a kid. Um, but thinking back at it, it's like I see I see where some problems started now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's amazing. I don't understand. Parents don't love their children when they allow that to happen. One last point, I was watching uh, Tucker Carson on Friday, and he had this black guy on, and this guy made such a good point. Tucker asked, what happened? Why is it that we're losing? And this man said that we have allowed the left to defeat the culture. That's why it's like that. And I'm like, wow, that makes so much sense. Just think about your own personal life, how up until you began to wake up, how out of control you were. Because that's what everybody's doing. So why not do it? So we got to bring that back because if we don't regain that, it's over. The churches have cowed down to the to the, uh, the children of the lie. The, the parents have turned over their homes, the jobs, the community. Everything is happening. There are people who are getting banned on YouTube and social media. And, but yet they are subject to these people. The children of the lie own everything. And so we got to go and need them. They're not going to promote our truth, the truth that we bring. Because they want to promote the lie, but yet we're subject to them. That's not normal. We got to come out of the lion's den and start living again. Otherwise, there's no way out. Because the first thing they do is destroy the family. Then they demoralize you. Then they accuse you. Then they cause you to have fear. They intimidate you, and it's over. The game is being played. Do you guys and ladies see the game that's being played? You see it? Who don't see the game? Oh, good. Yes, James. One guy mentioned that even today the stuff that you say when you're not at work can still get you fired. Right. Isn't that insane? Yeah. So, like, you don't have a free... I saw a, a situation just the other night where... A husband and a wife had a fight at home. There are many situations like this. And the wife filed a report on the husband. And when he went to work, he lost his job. And I'm thinking, how do you lose your job when you have a fight with your wife at home? What does it have to do with my job? This is private. This is at home. But you can literally lose your job. If you have a fight with your wife at home and she reports it, I don't see the connection. Anyone sees this connection? Maybe I'm missing it. Yes, sir. 
There is no connection, but it's happening. And we are all just roof the doocy about it. <laughs> How come we don't speak up about this? Why do we allow this to happen? Lack of wisdom? What do you mean? Uh, I just see things through a different lens than what society's looking through. Are, are you afraid to speak up? No, I can speak up. Uh, I see things through a different lens. I've been studying the Word for a few years, so that has all to do with it. Wisdom. Yeah. Proverb training. Yeah. Amazing. We got to stop it for it's going out of control. Let's go over here real fast. In the corner. It is going out of control and it's getting worse. If they could fire you, and then sometimes the wife is lying on you. She was the one who started the fight. But she'll call and say, uh, He beat me. You told Hoppo to beat me. And then you lose your job. That doesn't make sense to me. How did this, where were we when that happened? Yes. Well, I, I think we've been we've been seduced by materialism and pleasure. It's kind of like what you say when, if you have a, a girlfriend or something, and you're having sex with her, she's not going to respect you because right. you can't withhold yourself from that. Yeah. And so that's what's happened in society, where the, you know, somewhere along the, after World War II, all this materialism kind of crept in, and the family just gave itself up to it, and slowly but surely that's been disintegrated. The respect for the man and the, the respect he had for himself, his role yeah. as a protector has been disintegrated completely. I think the destruction of the man came before the material stopped it. I think so, yeah. Yeah, because the only way they can do it is they must destroy the man first. Really. Because if they, if they once they destroy the man, it's easy to take over the women and children because there's no love there anymore. There's no power and authority. There's no direction in life. It's nothing but darkness. So they can come in and take over the women and children. And so and once they do that, then they corrupt the women and children by giving them free stuff and telling them they're wonderful. I saw this commercial or promo on uh, uh, BET or one of those shows. And they have something like black women rock or something. <laughs> Anybody ever seen that? I just saw the promo for it. You seen it, Cheryl? I've seen the promo. I don't think I looked at it. And then they were like, black women are queens. We rock. We are it. And I'm like, wow, that's so sad. Because that's not true. It's all ego building, and that's what they do. They build the ego. They got you. No one is better than anyone else. We're all made by the same guy. And believe me, he can take us out anytime he wants to. You're not in control of anything. And, and so, but the children of the lie, they build your ego and make you think you're wonderful, and you're really not. You're really nothing. Yes, sir? No, I was just thinking about, like, that seduction, because you, you see it, I mean, you saw it a lot in, like, the last two or three generations where, like, the people from the country moved to the city, and then all of a sudden they had access to liquor, like, 24-7, which they didn't have in their towns. Yeah. And the rum house and the whore house, and now the man started spending time outside of the house, and, you know, that's how the devil creeps in. Yeah. Because we, we they got to demoralize you. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Any other questions? Yes, sir. 
And then I have, if you don't have questions, I have some. All right. Yes, sir. Yeah, I think the situation with Amoroso is kind of a great example. Um, you know, we've gotten away from simplicity in the world, and people don't work hard anymore. Uh, they don't believe that working hard and being humble and, and working their way up in society is the way. that The devil has now got them into a place where they can make it now if they start lying yeah. about the situations around them. So Amorosa is not going to work her way up and be great at what she does. She's going to get fired, and then she's going to start telling a whole bunch of lies because she thinks that she's going to make some money out of this. I mean, it's completely illegal to you know to tape people yeah. you know, on, on audio. It's an, an absolute federal law violation, and she's going to go out and tell people she did something illegal. That's that's how crazy people have become today, where they're literally going to lie about everything to make it. That's what happens when you're angry. You can't see how you're setting your own life up for destruction. You really don't see what you're doing to yourself. And then once your house comes tumbling down, you wonder, oh, my God, how did that happen? She can't see what she's doing. Nor does she believe in hard work and and honesty and humility and integrity. And so she's going to go down this whole path, and her whole life is going to be even worse than it already is. Yes, it sure is. It's so amazing. Yes, sure. I was just going to say that um, to me, what it is is that we believe the lie. Like when you ask the question about deadbeat dads, it's amazing how they put out stuff and we don't even question it. It's yeah. like, oh, okay. Like we just, I mean, nobody ever stops and goes, well, wait a minute. So we don't have that mechanism somehow. I mean, we know the truth, you know, somehow. But it's like we don't have the mechanism to go, whoa, whoa, whoa like, time out. What are you saying? And that, that's, that's the problem. I find that it's just people believe the lie. Once you believe the lie, it's over. That's it. That's right. When you wake up, you're going to be shocked at how many lies you believed into. Things that you just, for some reason, they just seem to be true. Like deadbeat dad. There's no such thing as deadbeat dad. But if not all of us, most of us have used that term at some point. But it's not real. What they don't tell you is the backstory. 99.999% of fathers want to be with their children. 99.9.999. Not all, not all, not all. But 0.999. But not all. <laughs> want to be with their father with their children but what they don't tell you what the mother don't tell the children in most cases is that your father couldn't stand me your father didn't leave you he left me because I was hell to deal with and then when we went to court your father wanted visitation rights and the judge said yes you can have it sir but when your father came to pick you up I said, you better have him back at 7 o'clock. And you better drop him at this corner. And you better not let him visit your girlfriend. And you better not do this. And the father said, forget it. Because he's a beta male. And he doesn't know how to deal with a woman. And he back out and leave it alone. But then now the child grows up thinking, my father didn't want me. And it's not true. It's the same thing when mothers tell their children, well, your father was an alcoholic. She's like, where's my daddy? He was an alcoholic. And so the kids grow up. 
Um, did you know your father? Yeah, but I wasn't around him. Why not? He was an alcoholic. What does that have to do with you? Just because an alcoholic doesn't mean he didn't love you. He was just drinking because he couldn't handle your mother. But he loved his children. And then we walk around believing that. That uh, my daddy didn't love me. He wasn't here because he was an alcoholic. Kids love alcoholic daddies. And alcoholic daddies love their children. Anybody disagree? You disagree with me? In the, in the middle? Oh, I, didn't say I know, but I saw your mouth go. <laughs> it's okay to disagree. Why were you shaking and trembling? Oh, you're fine? Okay. Do you disagree? No, I'm good. Don't be afraid. No. I'm a good Is that your mother? Are you guys with her? Yeah. Oh. Tell them they can speak up. No? Okay. But fathers love their children, but, but we all been saying, he's a deadbeat dad. And the poor guy's not a deadbeat dad. He was a beta, but not deadbeat. <laughs> and so there are a whole, you're right, Cheryl, there are a whole lot of sayings like that. Like racism. No such thing as racism. No such thing as sexism. He's a sexist. No, he's not. But they make those words up to control you with them. That's what it's all about. And in that fallen state, because you're blind, you believe it and you start saying it too. Every man is a rapist, an abuser, uh, violence, toxic masculinity and you believe that lie and now the men are walking around seeing each other in that way because you believe the lie that's what happened with Adam and Eve Adam believed in his father and he was happy he had a perfect life he had perfect peace and then the father decided I'm gonna, you know what Adam you are too happy I'm going to give you a woman <laughs> I don't like the fact you walk around in this garden like that, right? And so he put Adam to sleep, and he, from the rib he made the woman. And the woman came in, she loved the man who loved the father. And they were all happy, running around, having a good time. And then Satan, Satan decided, you know what, I'm tired of being the, the angel of light. I want to be my own God. And so Satan said, you know what, God... I'm going to be just like you. I'm not going to follow you anymore. So Satan ran. He threw Satan out of heaven into hell. And so Adam and Eve having fun in the garden, eating everything but Satan's tree. And so uh, Satan went over to Adam and said, hey, look, Adam, you can eat off that tree. And I'm like, no, my dad told me not to. He's like, don't listen to your dad. He's like, no, I'm going to listen to my dad. And then he went to Eve. He said, look, Eve, you can eat off that tree. It's a, that fruit is good. And um, Eve said, no, my husband told me not to. Don't listen to your husband. He's just an abuser. He want to control you. You need your independence. No, I'm going to listen to my husband. He's like, all right, I'll be back. <laughs> and then he went back the next day and he had a sign that says women's lib <laughs> rights for all 
Everyone should be able to eat off this tree. No man can tell you not to. He took the sign and he showed it to her. She's like, yes. So she ate off the tree and she fell away from her husband. Now her husband is her enemy because she believed it to the lie. And then, so now she goes to Adam, like, Adam, look, I'm free. I'm independent. See my sign? Live. I'm free. I'm liberated. And you should do the same thing with your father. You could be liberated. He's like, no, I love my dad. My dad and I are one. No, your dad is an abuser. Your dad uh, cheated on on his wife. My dad doesn't have a wife. But he would if he had one. (laughs) And so... She finally convinced Adam, all right, Adam, you could be like God. You could be on God. And so Adam ate the apple or whatever it was, believed into that lie, and now the woman is his God. Everything switched because he believed in the lie. And every time you believe your thoughts, every time you believe a thought, no matter what it is, if it's telling you something about the past, which doesn't exist, or the future, which doesn't exist, every time you believe a thought, you believe in a lie. And you're being controlled. There's no such thing as a true or honest thought at all. You have to doubt them all. And when you doubt every thought, then you have faith in God. That's all you have to do. Just doubt every thought you get. The one that says, remember last year when you stole that money from the, from the ice cream store? You're still a bad person. If you doubt that, it cannot affect you at all. Because that is not happening now. It's over with. All we ever had and all we have is right now. But when you live in your imagination, when you, uh, go right here for me. When you believe that lie by living in your head, you suffer. You are slave to your thoughts and, and memories, to your emotions. That's the only thing that's holding in. If you doubt everyone, then you'll be fine. I got up Saturday morning. I said, today, I'm going to doubt every thought just to see what happened. It was so sweet. It really was. Every thought is a lie. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes. Um, I'm from uh, Texas, and I moved here like seven months ago. Oh, welcome to L.A. What's your name? Ron. Good morning, Ron. Good morning. What part of Texas you live in? Uh, Dallas. Really? Mm-hmm. In Oak Cliff, South Oak Cliff? Not there, no. Uh, Garland. Oh, okay. Okay. So, um, anyways, but I left Texas because there was a lot of turmoil, like my social group. And uh, I was having an issue with some friends in particular. Like, I had one friend who was kind of like in this polyamorous relationship, right? And she was talking about, What's like, a polyamorous relationship? Um, she basically would let her friends get it on with her husband. Or like have, she would have sister wives. Oh, and that's um, polyamorous. Well, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. And um, then there was also like, for example, like we have had a mutual friend who would just kind of put uh, some pictures on Facebook where she's like almost wearing nothing or yeah. whatever. And I'm just like that blows my mind. I I know people. <laughs> Who put naked pictures on Facebook? They send pictures. They're in love with. They're in love with one another. They're sending naked pictures to one another. I'm like, are you crazy? Those pictures are going to be out there forever. And the moment you get ready to run for president, 
That's going to be the first thing come for. Like 30 years ago, they're going to show you a naked picture. Even in my worst days, and believe me, I was in darkness for a long time. I knew not to write letters, and I knew not to take pictures. I don't know, I just had that, because you never know, your life's going to change. It's not going to always be the same, right? But nowadays, people don't seem to care. It's, it's the, how do you take a picture of yourself and put it on the Internet? Anybody ever done that? Wow. So you, you've done some, a whole lot of stuff. Come here. <laughs> you look all innocent. So you put naked pictures of yourself on the net. Well, not naked, but... Um, he like, looks so nice and innocent. Huh? But what? Uh, I, w- I was a different person yeah, like, I understand. Uh, I'm a year ago. Um, and so what were you... Th- you were almost naked? Yeah, I was, I was. I was like half naked in underwear. You know, like showing the gains. Oh, you know? <laughs> kind of ridiculous stuff. Very ridiculous stuff. Very yeah. egocentric. Very. And so at the know. time, you're like, oh, I'm gonna get up in the morning. I'm gonna put some naked pictures out there. What were you thinking? That's the funny thing is, I wasn't. That's right. When you have anger, you don't think. You can't see what you're doing. You you sorry about that now? Uh, I have to let it go. Yeah. So in a way, yeah, I am sorry about that. Yeah. Well, if you turn to what is right, it's so amazing. You could be screwing up in your darkness, but if you wake up because you're wrong, for, you know, you're sorry about being wrong, God will straighten all those things out for you. If something happens in his love, because he understands that we're blind and can't see, we can't help it, we're crazy, right? But when we return to him, he straightened everything out for you. And it's like nothing ever happened. It really, and then if somebody finds your picture, it won't be a big deal. Because now you're on the right side. Have you overcome your anger? Um, I think that um, slowly but surely it is a process that is taking day by day. And Who told I, you that? Um, I think I came up with that conclusion myself. Uh, Satan lying to you, man. It's not a process. Would it, would it, is it possible? Uh, this is a genuine question. Is yes. it possible to have a completely different, you know, getting over anger in a single moment. Yes. I thought that as well. Like, not thought it, but I felt it. Intuition. Yeah. Yep. Not thinking whatsoever. Yeah, just like that, you can be done with it. So I, I, the answer would be yes, I think so. You, 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 or I know so. I know so. You have overcome? Did yes. you go and forgive your parents? Yes, I have. You, both of them? Yes. What was the life where you going to forgive? It was a lot easier with my dad. <laughs> So you, and I'm coming back to you, man. Hold on to the mic. So you, you're on your way to your father. You're thinking what? It was, it was a phone call. Oh, okay. My, my father lives in Peru. Oh, okay. And so you're about to call him, and you're thinking what? Oh boy, I wonder how this is gonna end. <laughs> um, I understand, yeah. man. Yeah. And so you call him up, and you said, I "Told him, uh, father, uh, I'm Christian now, <laughs> and." Um, I want to tell you that I forgive you and that I forgive myself and that I have to let go of basically everything I've held on to you yeah. on and that I have to that I, I, I told him that the truth that I let my mother's family brainwash me literally into hating his family and him. Yeah. And um, the Christian part, he laughed at honestly because he's, he's, he's godless. But uh, the other part, he was like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. 
And then you you call your mother your mother over there too or over here? She's at my grandmother's. Over in this country? In LA, Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so you're on your way to her thinking what? Uh, I knew I knew it wasn't going to like end very well, but I had to stay strong and vigilant and yeah. just straight to the point. No, no, not a lot of chit chat. And, and so you go into the house and say what? I told her mom. I said basically the same thing. Were I'm you Christian nervous? now. Oh yeah, I was very nervous. Yes. Yeah. Isn't that a, a, an amazing thing? As an adult, you're afraid of your mother. Yeah. Oh yeah. Adult men and women are afraid of their mothers, and as a result of that, men are afraid of their wives. That's an amazing thing to me. Here are two adults now, two human beings, adult human beings, and the man is afraid of his wife. That's like, blow my mind when I hear that. And I've been there, so I know what it's like. But when you think about it, isn't that like insane? No? That's insane. And whenever I hear men say, oh, I, I, I heard one man say about his wife, they've been married for a long time, and the person asked, what's the secret to a, a lasting marriage, a long marriage? And the man said, I just do what she says. <laughs> if I had been near here, I would have kicked him. <laughs> and just, I just do what he says. And then she asked the woman, same thing. She said, well, he just, he does what I say. And men say that so proudly. <laughs> I've interviewed truckloads of preachers. Are you the head of your wife? No. What do you mean about the head? They're afraid of the question. That's not normal to get with your wife and become a child. Kids are not supposed to be afraid of their parents. That's not normal. How many men are afraid of their wives? <laughs> you don't even have a wife. I'm sorry? A lot of untruth in here. I'm telling you. <laughs> How many of you were afraid before you woke up? Uh, okay, that's better. Go ahead, I'm sorry. So you say to her, uh, I told her, um, uh, in a, a brief way I said, that, you say it in uh, what kind of way? And, and, uh, I'll say it briefly because it was a kind of a very long right. discussion. But um, briefly that I told her that um, that uh, the, the reason why that we had so many issues and everything was because she, she couldn't let go of what happened with her grandmother and that I was going to break that cycle by forgiving her yeah. and forgiving myself for not letting go of what happened to her um, with her. Right. And um, I also told her that uh, I... Th- that she manipulated me from a very young age into hating my father, and she she didn't like that one bit. <laughs> um, yeah. She was like, "No, no, no, Senor, no." <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. And I also told her that um, her, her side of the family is 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 essentially is doing the same thing and has done the same thing to me, and um, uh, and also that um, the. Uh, my my cousin uh, committed suicide in 2016, and it tore the family apart. And uh, I told her that that the family was ignoring that it was it was uh, a family issue between what was going on with my uncle and my aunt and the cousin, yeah. and that I had to break that because I just I just was so hard and very hurtful and 
Yeah. I did not want that to happen to me or anybody else that I know. Right on. And so how did it finally end? The discussion with my mother? Yeah. She was quiet. Uh, she, she didn't really cry, but she was quiet, and she basically just kind of shook her head, and she was like, I can't really say anything. So I, I thanked her for that, that she was sort of, um, at the end, um, still. Yeah. And so you're like, Lord, let me get out of here while I can. <laughs> <laughs> Before my grandmother comes in the room. <laughs> and so did it impact you personally in any way to do it? To forgive? Yeah, yeah just like uh, you have said before, it was the hardest, one of the hardest things to do. Yeah. Um, and uh, after afterwards, it, it was literally like a weight got off of my shoulder. That's right. And no longer am I scared to speak up, keep my chest, you know, up. Right on, high, man. You know, and no longer a beta, I feel. That's right. Alpha! <laughs> That's right. And the one thing I want to tell you, too, once you forgive... He does take that load away from you, that darkness away from you. Now you can live, and you're going to discover that life is so simple and easy, and you're going to grow into that. It's nothing like what you thought. The only reason you're struggling with life is because you have anger, and Satan is your father. I'm telling you, I'm a living witness to it. It gets better and better and better and easier and easier and easier. Your eyes are open up and open up. The only reason you have fear and doubt and worry and insecurity, suicidal thoughts, you're subject to what people think about you and you react to people is the anger. You've fallen away from God. Satan is your father and that's his nature. But once you go and forgive your mother and father, don't ask them to forgive you. You forgive them, and God will forgive you. He bring you back to him, to the tree of life, back into the light, and you just live. That's all you do, just live one day at a time. But as long as you have that anger, you're going to suffer. You're dying. You're not living. That's what it means. It's just, just that simple. And the hardest thing for people to do is to forgive. I'm telling you. It's the hardest thing because they have fear, and the fear comes from anger. Whomever caused you to become angry, they control you. You're afraid of them. But if you don't have any anger, you're not afraid of anyone. You have perfect peace. And then life is good. I'm telling you, I've been doing it for 29 29 years. I was a beta all the way. Uh, But once he took, I forgave my mother. God forgave me, and it changed right away. And so now I want to encourage you to just relax and grow. The real you, the spirit you, the real you is now connected back to the Father. And now he's going to give you life. And just do, are you doing the prayer? The silent prayer? Yes. The, I, I don't have SoundCloud downloaded on my phone, but I do. You have Obama phone? <laughs> no, no, I, I just, I just, I, I just haven't gotten to downloading SoundCloud. Um, but I do do a, a silent prayer where I rehearse the Lord's prayer. In you know, like uh, with with my um, not necessarily I'm saying it in my head, but that I feel it and uh, I stay quiet. I remain quiet, and in a way, it'd be like my own version of the silent prayer. Is it working for you? Yes. Okay. All right. I've never heard of that, but if it works, and if that doesn't work, does he need SoundCloud to get the prayer? We have it on YouTube too. Oh, we have it on YouTube. Thank you. You have YouTube? Yes, I do. Oh, <laughs> any questions for me? Um, 
I wanted to just say that um, back to the Adam and Eve thing. Uh, interestingly enough, the first thing that they did after falling was have sex. Yeah. Under the apple tree. Yeah, right. right. And, Isn't that uh, amazing? Right. And that made me think a lot. Yeah. And um, uh, I just also want to say that. He uh, was like, come on here, Adam. I'm going to really control you. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that was the first thing they did. Think about that. So you stand away from that until you get married? Absolutely. Um, you should have seen me like a year ago. I had long hair and uh, was basically like a hippie. And uh, doing a bunch of godless things, smoking weed, drinking. But um, now I, I abstain from all of that, including right. sex, including masturbation as well. Um, trying amazing. to bring back the vitality of yeah. the original state of what we're, where we should be. Absolutely, man. That's amazing. Thank God you. bless you, man. Thank you. Um, I urge you to do the prayer, too. You can do your, the one you have. But go to the YouTube channel and give that one a try, too, because what's going to happen is God doesn't want you to be in your thoughts at all. He said to bring every thought into captivity, meaning that don't believe, don't trust any thoughts because his voice is a quiet, voiceless voice. He revealed to you and Satan talked to you. And so what Satan would do to you, it would be his voice reciting the Lord's Prayer and you would think it's yours. It's not from God. It's not from you. He wants to reveal that to you. So he wants you to become the observer. And after a while, Satan's voice is going to get way, 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 way from you, right? And you will only be connected to the, to the voiceless voice of God. So give, give it a try. I will. Thank you. Yeah, but you're on your way. Relax now. And so if you, let's say you, if you happen to feel anger for whatever reason, right? Don't worry about it. If you, if someone gets you upset, just relax in it, and it'll pass. And after a while, you won't have to deal with anger at all. But be patient. Don't judge yourself. Don't judge others. Don't have an opinion about anything. You want to be the observer of life, not the creator. Then that way you're not playing God. You are a son of God. Absolutely. That's amazing, man. God Thank bless you. you for that. Thank you. Yeah. A lot of young people, men and women, all around the world, they're catching on to this just like that. And they're waking up. Uh, give us here, but I want to go back. Go ahead, finish your point right here. Yes, yeah, so Richard. Anyways, uh, uh, Hatcher, right here. You know the the half naked pictures on on Facebook. So it's like I look at that and I'm like, right here, Hatcher. Yeah. And I'm like, well, some some to me seems dubious about it when it's like, okay, I'm going to put my body out there, but um, at the same time, I don't want to be objectified, and I'm just like. Because if then you're being a misogynist, and I'm just like, well, the thing is, I don't even want to. I don't even think she should be doing it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And saying me saying, I don't think she should be doing it, comes off as, well, then you're being a misogynist. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, well, just say, hey, look, go suffer and die. (laughs) Don't don't worry about it. Um. Just say suffer and die because that's what's happening. Right. Right. So, um, but you know, like you said, like there's these labels that they'll throw at us to yeah. put us in this box, like we're the evil one, yeah. like we're the bad one. You know what I mean? So, but but now that you're waking up, you're not going to accept that anymore. You right. know, you're going to speak up. You're not going to accept it. We're gonna, we're not going to speak the same language that they use. It's a warfare between good and evil. It's either right 
or wrong has nothing to do with what they're saying. You say, hey, is this right or is it wrong? Yeah, because it's like, it's like she's my friend, right? And I don't want, it's like, it's different whenever it's, a, it's almost like it's different when it's a woman who you don't know because it's just like, you don't know this person, but then it becomes a friend of yours and like, man, I just don't want to see her in that state. Why not? Because, well, I mean, because it's like, you there actually you care about your friends. I'm right? sorry? You care about your friends. If you, you cared about her, you would let her suffer. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, what kind of suffering do you mean by that? Like, the, if, know, if, you, if she's doing wrong uh-huh. and you warn her, hey, you're going down the wrong road and she doesn't want to hear, you say, okay, go suffer and die. If you love her, you let her suffer and die. Or suffer and wake up. Because by you getting in the way like that, you're becoming her God and she's going to only get worse in life because she's not realizing that she's wrong. You shouldn't be feeling anything about it. That's beta. That's what mama feel about the kids, so she doesn't let the kids suffer. And now they have to rely on her. They end up hating her because she was always in their way. They couldn't fall down and get up for themselves. And so now they, they hate mama and they hate themselves because they don't feel like an individual. So you're playing mama. What do you think about that? I mean, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. I had to put my son out, you know, and he was in California and, you know, new out here. I told him I was sorry about not being there for him. I made a way for him to get jobs and all that, and he was carrying on so bad. I'm like, look, I told him I'm sorry. If I were you, I'd cool out. But he was carrying on and carrying on, and I warned him. And so one day I'm like, you got to go, especially when he ran up my telephone bill. At that time, we didn't have cell phones. We had landlines. And so I put him out. He's like, where am I going? I don't know, and I don't care. Go suffer and die. But he went and suffered, and he woke up. It's wrong to get in, in someone's way from suffering. You don't love them when you get in their way. Because they're not listening to what you're saying. And sometimes some people need pain. Look how God does it. He let you end up on skid row. He'll let you end up in jail, in prison, in a homeless shelter. And he'll try to warn you along the way, but if you don't do it, suffer and die. So if you love her, you let her go. What are you thinking? Um, I'm thinking that makes that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Because she's not listening to your instructions. Like sometimes God tries to wake us up. He warns us, no, you're going down the wrong road, right? But if you don't listen, he lets you go down that road. And then people say, well, what kind of God is that that will let you suffer? That's the God that loves you. His love is not like our love in that fallen state. That make sense? Did you overcome your mother? Did I overcome my mother? Yes. What do you mean? Did you go and forgive her for what she'd done to you? Man, um, maybe maybe not ever like gone gone to her, but I mean, I think I did understand. You, or you, you said maybe not. Have yeah. you gone to your mother and said, you know what, Mom, I'm sorry for resenting you for being so pushy or whatever it was you imposed on your life and all that? Nah. Why not? Why not? 
Uh-huh. Man, I just, I'm not the type of person that would just like, I don't open up about. They can't hear you way over there. Okay, man, I don't open up about, you know, like feelings and stuff like that. I really don't, I don't really talk to people about that. You don't want to talk to her about your feelings. Uh-huh. You want to forgive her for what she's done to you. Uh-huh. She, she recreated you in her image. Okay. Did you know that? No. How did you hear about us? Uh, YouTube. Oh, okay. Just saw some stuff. So you ever heard me talk about this yet? I have, sort of. Yeah. yeah. But this thing that you have about wanting to protect this woman, right. that's, a, that's not a man's nature. Huh. That's the nature of your mother. Okay. Okay. You know, I, I had a stepdad. That was a thing, I'm too. sorry. That's awful, too. <laughs> right. Forgive her for that as well. Okay. Are you afraid to go to her? Um, no, but it just kind of, it would just seem, like, awkward to me. Like, <laughs> Why? That's your mother. Yeah, I know, but, like, I forgive you for what you did to me. Like, that would seem kind of awkward to me, so I just haven't talked to her about it. Uh, do you think you're able to do it? Do you want to be free from that nature? Sure, yeah. Well, the only way it's going to happen, you got to go and deal with her, forgive her. And they'll say, oh, mom, I love you. Like, this is your mother, right? Uh-huh. Oh, mom, I love you. you. I know you. Oh, you're so sweet, mom. I love you. I just want to tell you I forgive you, but don't cry. You know, you weren't that bad. Don't do any of that. Just realize what it is you have against her and realize you're wrong for being angry at her because that's what's holding you back. And then forgive her, and God will forgive you. And it'll change your world. Okay, so realize that I'm wrong for being angry at her. Yes. And just like, hey, you know, I forgive you for the resentment I've had. Yes. Is that? Right. You can tell her you were wrong for what you've done to me, but I'm wrong for hating you for it or being angry about it. Because that's what's holding you back from uh, developing into a, a man. Okay. Did you know that you have anger? Um, I don't know. You don't know if you have angry or not, anger or not? Mm, I'm, I don't, I'm not sure. I Do don't you know. ever get angry? Everybody gets angry. How about you? <laughs> yeah. You get angry? Yes. So you do, you do know that you have anger then? Well, yeah, sure. You think it's normal to get angry? I mean, somebody cuts me off in traffic. I mean, sometimes I get, yeah, I get angry sometimes. Do you think that is normal to get angry? Do I think it's normal to get angry? Yeah. Yes. It's normal to get angry? Yes. When you were growing up and when your stepfather or your mother became angry at you, that felt normal? No. Then why do you think it's normal then? I guess it's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. It's not normal. That's evil. There's no love and anger. You're in a fallen state. And it's not normal, man. Did you know that every man that has anger is a woman? No. Does this, okay, this that you're talking about, does this have to happen in person or the phone? Yeah, you got to go and face yours. I got to go to Texas to do this. Okay. Which is harder, to face her in person or on the phone? In, I guess in person. Yeah, you, I'm going to have to tell, demand that you go back to Texas and tell her. <laughs> and your mother was wrong for marrying a stepfather. Yeah. Any father or mother who get married while having little children to raise is a very selfish person. 
because kids don't identify with step parents. They only identify, their soul identify with their natural parents. But, but parents are selfish too because they're in a fallen state and they're not thinking about you, they think about themselves. That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. So forgive her for doing that too. Where's your father? Um, in Texas. Oh, you have a relationship with him? Not really. Why not? I mean, I know him, but I don't have a relationship with him. You want one with him? Uh, I'm not sure. Why I not? Know. I don't know. Like, I've met him, and I just kind of, it just it don't feel like a bond there. You know what I mean? It's not yet, but it should be. Yeah. You want one with him? Um, yeah, I guess, yeah. Do you or don't you? Do you or don't you? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Then you need to tell him. Forgive him. Ask him what happened why he wasn't there. Don't just take your mother's word for it. And don't just take his word about her. But ask him why he wasn't there. If you had kids, when you want your kids to come to you, hey, Dad, what happened? I heard my mom's version of it, but I want to know from you why you were not there. Would you want them to come to you? Yeah. Your father want the same thing. Okay. That, that makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. You got homework to do, buddy. Okay. Are you going to do it? Yeah. 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 I'll do it. Will you let me know how it, how it goes? Yeah. All right. Any questions for me? Um, no, but I, I came here actually to ask you about this. Oh, okay. That's what we're talking about right now, actually, like, because I was wondering, what is the symbolism of the stepfather, you know, in your life when you grow up with him as your father figure? You know what I mean? Not your real dad. Yeah. Yeah. It's just your mother was very selfish. And she brought this man into your life because she's in a fallen state and she feels like she needs love. She's not thinking about you. Okay. Actually, one more, another question. Um, What what is the symbolism of, to you, like your rap music, you know, in our culture? Rap crap. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Unhappy men and women in a fallen state. They are rapping about their world, their reality. It's not good. Don't let your kids... I hear that there's some good music, right? I can't hear you. Yeah. Yeah. But not Tupac. <laughs> I never listened to Tupac, so I don't know. Uh, come here. Oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. Yeah, but it's be careful what you hear. Okay. Be careful what you say and be careful what you hear because um, you're condemned by your words and you're justified by them. So I wouldn't let my kids listen to that. What do you think about that? Um, I, I, don't, I don't know, man. I'll think about it. Because like, I like rap music, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. then, you know, now listening, to, I learned about you uh, about eight, nine days ago. I think oh, I saw yeah. your, your first like YouTube video like eight or nine days ago, and then I Googled you, and I'm like, hey, he's in L.A., and it, I went down the rabbit hole, and I saw a church, and um, then I thought, okay, what does he think about rap music? Because I haven't seen you talk too much about that. Yeah, rap crap. <laughs> Did that answer the question? Yeah, I guess it does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> rap crap. Yeah. Okay. 
Any, any other question? No, no. That's, okay, that's I'm it. glad you're here, man. Good to be here. Yeah. Um, so, how are things yes, going sir. for you? All is well, sir. All is well. Tell us a little bit how you, you know, you went and dealt with your folks and now life is working. Yeah, so I'll start off by like uh, <clears throat> about a year ago, I was going to therapy. Speak out loud so they can hear you. So about a year, <clears throat> excuse me, about a year ago, I started going to therapy because I just had a temper problem. I didn't know how to control my anger and it was breaking up the family. My kids were noticing. My daughter called me out. <clears throat> She would tell me, what's wrong with you? You're always grumpy. You're breaking things. And so that's what made me kind of seek God help. So I got into therapy. But literally all therapy was doing for me personally was just uh, putting Band-Aids over anger. They were teaching me different techniques on how to control the anger, writing it down <clears throat> every time I had an episode. To the point that they were even uh, they were considering putting me on medication because they thought I was bipolar, everything. Amazing. Um, right. So I just, I just, need, I just needed to control my anger that's it so stumble upon some videos and the website bond anger one counseling set one counseling session with jesse just opened my eyes and basically <clears throat> personally to me everything he told me was i didn't i wasn't agreeing with you just because you're jesse lee peterson but right. it's just stuff they already knew that's right you know but I let just, me just add to that you already know the truth yeah. you really do it's in everybody but because of the anger, you can't, you can't remember it. But once the anger leaves or someone starts speaking the truth, you recognize that to be true. That's how you know it's true. We already know the truth. everything we need to know, everything we are, everything we need is already inside of us. That's how much he loves us. But that anger is preventing it from coming out. And that's why when you wake up, your life starts to come out of you. Your talent, your um, your freedom, your everything, it comes out of you. It's already there. He didn't send us on earth empty-handed. Really, it's already there. Everything I'm doing in life right now, I never imagined doing it at all. It was not even in my thoughts. I thought, you know, I grew up on a plantation. And so I just wanted to come to California. I wanted to buy a house. Uh, I wanted to get married, but that wasn't working yet. And so I just said, you know what, I'm going to get me a job, get me a house, get me a nice red car, buy some clothes. I'm just going to get me a lot of women. That was my career. And I had no idea. But once he took that anger away from me, my whole world changed. And everything that's in me is now coming out. And it's going to happen for all of you if you drop the anger. You don't, have to, you don't even have to pay to go to a trade school or a college for it. You can save your money. Because if you drop the anger, he's already giving you away. It's already there. Men and women. But you got to drop the anger. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that's cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, after that, I just made some drastic changes in my life. And um, everything has been, um, it hasn't been easy, but I've been able to just kind of just flow with it. And, yes. You know what I mean? And yep. I don't take anything personal. Yeah. I dropped the, th- uh, I dropped the th- uh, therapy. I've Did been. you go back and get your money from them? <laughs> nah. <laughs> I just canceled everything. I just felt so good. Yeah. My girlfriend was like, what are you doing? You know, you're, you need it. And I said, nah. Yeah. And I haven't felt the need to go back. I, have, I could honestly say that I have no anger in me right now, Jesse. Yeah. yeah. It's so insane. And then I have a quick question here. It's so insane that you pay thousands of dollars to go to experts that tell you you have anger 
and you're not going to overcome it, so manage it. And by the way, here's some medication that's going to dumb you down and ruin the rest of your life. You're like, okay, uh, Mr. or Mrs. Therapist, here's my money. Kill me. Ain't that dumb? But so many people are doing it, and parents are putting their kids on medication when they're little kids. They're turning them into drug addicts on the first day of school. What? This is so insane. How do you do this? What? Oh, let him finish. Are you there? Go ahead. Yeah, but I mean, I did what you what you suggested. I I spoke. I forgave my mother first, and then um, that went really well. <laughs> she was she was crying, but at the end, she thanked me for speaking to her in that way. And you were like, "Wow, she's crying." <laughs> you know what? Like I said in the in the men's group, something happened. She was crying, and um, and I know to some people this might sound kind of you know <laughs> kind of messed up, but I didn't feel bad. Like I didn't feel sorry for her. That's you know what right. I mean? Like I didn't have that emotional uh, connection. Yes. You know what I mean? That's right. Um, however, you know, ever since then, when I'm there, you know, I'm helping her because I want to. You know, I feel that's like I'm right. there for all the right reasons. As opposed to before, I felt like, well, she's my mom. I have to do this. I have to do that. That's you know so what I dumb. Mean? Exactly. Um, and I forget my father. I forget. I had to do it twice because the first time he just kind of, I don't know, he just wasn't present at all. He was just wasn't hearing it. Second time I told him, Dad, I really need to talk to you. And, you you know, we're going to have this conversation. Yeah. And uh, uh, something just, you know, this he... He was super, super thankful that I went out to him. He acknowledged everything. I learned a lot of stuff from, about him that I had no idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, and our relationship has been well. And I guess, you go, eventually, if it hasn't already happened, things are going to change with you and your kids. And, and then in about 50 years, your girlfriend will come around. <laughs> and then you'll die. But at least you'll come around, you know? Yeah. My kids, I mean, my, my son is six years old. My daughter's 16. They've, man... They, they're changing. It's crazy. Yeah. And I'm not even trying. You know what I mean? Like I'm I do. Even, yeah. It's because the love is coming through you now. Exactly. You are a son of God, so that love is coming rather than that anger. Exactly. And it's going to work on their soul as well. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So I got to do this right here and then here. The young lady right here, yeah. Uh, so how are things going for you? Good. You got over the anger? Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess. They can't hear you over there. Yeah. <laughs> you say, yeah, I guess. Yeah, because I didn't feel like I had too much anger. Right. You know, but, yeah. Did you go and forgive? I did. Yeah, and how's life going for you now? Good. Um, yeah, I mean, I do feel more at ease, Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Are you doing the prayer? Yeah, I've done it a couple times. What's your impression yeah. of it? Um, it really, like, set the pace for the rest of my day. Yeah. You know, because um, I, I would do it before work. I'm sitting in my car, you know, I get there. Do you guys hear way over there? Okay. I get ahead. to uh, work early. Right. And I just sit in my car and, and then try to do that silent prayer. And, um, yeah, it really, I felt like it set the pace for the rest of my day. Uh, right on, man. Well, stay with the prayer because God wants us to pray without ceasing, meaning that he wants us to always have that connection with him 24 hours a day because the moment you disconnect, it, disconnect with him consciously, he, uh, Satan can get in and deceive you. and But after a while, Satan will be so far away anyway, he won't be a problem. But make sure you do it every morning and every night. Stay with And you don't need my voice 
after a while, you just, you know, you know the techniques, but just stay with it, man. Your whole life is just going to improve. All right? Yeah. All right. Any questions? Um, I did have a question earlier. I can't remember it right now. Um, but no. Uh, okay. No, if, you, if you remember, let me know. Okay. So this is not your first time, right? It is. Oh, this yes. is your first time. Is it on? If it's green, then it's on. Is it green? Yes. Okay, a little louder for me. Hi. Hi, what's your first name? Maria. Maria, how did you hear about us? Uh, my brother. Oh, cool. Your brother like, look, you better go and see Jesse. He just suggested it. And, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so what do you think about what you've heard so far? That's um, why I'm speaking, because as a woman and a mother, I've heard a lot about um, anger stemming from the uh, mother. So. Yes. And um, so, I'm sorry, I'm nervous. No, no problem. Just relax. I'm just Jesse. So, like you told the gentleman over here about him being upset with his mom, and that's why he still carries anger. Right. Is that um, typical? For Is that the only reason that men and women carry anger is because how their mothers were? Well, sometimes they can resent the fathers, too. But most of the time, 99.999. Not all, not all, not all. Point nine, 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 nine percent of the time, it's the mother. Uh, and kids don't resent their father. They yearn for their father. You know how sometimes you feel that emptiness deep down, like something is missing? And that's a yearning of the father. And that's why God said in the end, he's going to return the children to the fathers and the fathers to the children. Go ahead. So my question is, as a mother, how do you um, not have um, your children be angry uh, at you? That's a really good question. Um, you got to go and forgive your mother because what happened when you became angry at her, you become like who, you, who you're angry at, right? And so your mother recreated you in her image. You're not yourself. You are your mother. Her, her spirit has made a home in you. And so what you've done to your children, you couldn't help it. Being impatient with them, controlling them, and all that. Just like your mother couldn't help herself. And likewise, you wouldn't want your kids to be angry at you about something that you couldn't help. You thought you were giving love. And your mother think the same thing, that she, she thought she was giving love. But there's no love and anger. So if you could realize I'm wrong for uh, treating my kids like this, and I don't want them to be angry at me, your mother feels the same way. So you need to go and forgive her. She couldn't help herself. Don't ask her to forgive you and say, hey, mom, I've been resenting you because you so pushy or demanding or whatever. You ran dad off. And I'm sorry now for doing that to you. I've done that to my kids and I didn't want that to happen. And I realize you can't help yourself. I'm sorry for holding it against you. In that very moment, your life will change. Her identity will leave you and you will become yourself. And then apologize to your children for treating them that way. And, and then, because they're young, they will forgive you, especially if they see that you have changed. That makes sense? Yes. Yeah. Are you sorry for what you've done to your kids? I have one daughter, and um, your daughter. Yeah, she tells me that I am controlling. And I'm sorry? She does tell me I'm controlling, and, and um, I do explain to her and say I'm sorry even now, yeah. because I know that there's a connection there. Right. And I guess I thought I had forgiven my mom. Um, years Why back. did you think you had forgiven her? 
because I've been through therapy for many, many years, and I realized that what that was holding me back, uh, aside from my dad's story, but my right. mom. Yeah. Um, and I went to her and told her, I don't think we had ever said we loved each other, and, and I thought that that was done and over with, right. but clearly it isn't. Right. Well, this time, go to her. It's so, how much money you spent on therapy? I can't even tell you. So much, huh? A lot. Did they give you medication, too? No, I didn't ever took medication. Oh, good. Um, go and get your money back. Because when I counsel people, they really only need one session. Because all I tell them, go and forgive so God can forgive you. Because all angry people are judging. And when you're judging, you're playing God, and you should never know the real God, right? But when you forgive, then you have that ego dies away, and then you can know God. And so if you forgive, you'll be free just like that. You could have saved yourself a lot of time and a lot of money. But you got to go, and this time they say, I'm sorry for holding it against you. I've been wrong about that. It's wrong what she's done to you, but you only suffer from it because you have not forgive, forgiven. And, and if you're shaking in your booth, it'll be the last time you ever have to shake. It really will. And then when you apologize to... Your, is this your daughter here? Yes. And when you apologize to your daughter, she's going to see a different uh, light in you now. She's going to see that you really mean it because you would never do it again. It's not enough to apologize to kids and they forgive you and then you do the same thing over. And after a while, they become angry at you because they see that you don't really mean it. That make sense? Yes. Yeah. So uh, go and deal with your mother and then your daughter will see it. Apologize to her and everything will change for the good. You realize your mother love you? Uh, let, let me have the mic right here. How old are you? Fifteen. Oh, man. Then in teenage life, she's going to be on a roll. But listen, do you realize she can't help herself? Yeah. Yeah. Is it hard to forgive her? No. What do you wish she would stop doing? Um, screaming. Yeah. She's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. I told you that before. You're like, Mom, you don't have to scream. But you didn't take the trash out. <laughs> I know I'm going to do it. Do it now. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's horrible. But what it is, your mother has anger, so she doesn't feel like she doesn't have the authority that comes from God. She has the lack of authority from Satan. So she's trying to do the right thing. She wants you to grow up to be a self-controlled, responsible young lady. But she doesn't have the love to, to do it with yet. That makes sense? Yeah. Do you want to become like her? Um, some things, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. But if you don't forgive her, you will become just like her. You'll find yourself screaming, overreacting, having fear. You have those things now? Yeah. You're becoming like your mother. You will become like whomever you're angry at. So you hear her talking now. You have to forgive her. She can't help it. That's not what she wants. That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. So you forgive her so that you grow up being yourself and not your mother. Okay. Are you dating? No. No. You can tell me. I won't tell her. No. no. <laughs> Are those boys trying to talk to you? No. Oh, good. 
listen, those boys don't love you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, they hate their mothers too. They're just looking for sex. That's all they're looking for. But they'll tell you whatever you need to hear. They're like, oh, you're so pretty. You're so sweet. You're not like Susie. <laughs> because they have a woman's mind and they feel like a woman. They know how women think. So they know how to lie to you. Mm-hmm. All right? Don't believe it. It's all lies. And if they say, oh, I love you. Why don't you have sex with me? You don't love me. You're like, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) And wait until until you're married. That makes sense? Yeah. Is this helpful for you today? Oh, yeah. In what way? Um, It's just like, I don't know. I've never really heard like the stuff that you were saying. And it's really like inspiring. And it's like, wow, like looking at this in a different light. Um, issues like anger and stuff and it like makes me realize a lot of things yeah so thank you you're welcome you about to make me boohoo <laughs> you bring out all the mama in me right now <laughs> wow uh, so when you first walked in you heard me talking did you think i was crazy um no did you think i was a woman hater no oh that's good what did you think in the beginning um I don't know. I was just like, this is new. Like, I've never, like, heard um, someone, like, in the church, like, talk like this. It's always, like, I don't know. Their opinions are always, like, closed off. But you have your opinions, and it's, like, really good to hear um, different opinions about situations. Right on. Those preachers in the other churches, they are beta males. (laughs) That's why they just read the Bible and give you the scriptures back. Mm-hmm. They have no sense at all. They're afraid of their wives. They're afraid to be called racist or woman hater and all that. So don't waste your time with them. Have you gone to therapy? Yeah. Is it, it's not helping, huh? Um, kind of. It's just like someone to talk to. Like, more of just to let my feelings out. Because if I tell my friends, they're like, oh, yeah, same. And they don't like <laughs> really give. Oh advice. yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The um, yeah. I have like two therapists. So two. Yeah. Why you have so many? Um, I don't know. How much they cost? Like a lot. I'm gonna have to raise my prices. <laughs> Cause they only come to me one time. <laughs> Sometimes two times. Uh, you don't need any more therapy. I'm telling you, forgive your mother and father. Know that they love you, but they literally can't help it. And they don't want to hurt you. Yeah. And I want you to start speaking up, but don't be angry. Okay. All right? All right? And you would never need another therapist in your life. Okay. If you start speaking up, but don't be angry. Like when your mother go off on you, hey, mom, calm down. You're overreacting. And if you don't stop, I'm going to call Jesse. <laughs> All right? Okay. And I'll help you. Where's your father? Um... Where is he? Um, I think he's with my grandma right now. Do you have a relationship with him? Yes. You love your father? Yeah. You're close to him? Yes. Oh, good. How does your mother feel about you being close to your father? Uh, I think she wishes I was closer to her like I am with my dad. Jealous. (laughs) But the only reason you're not is because you're angry at her. That's why. But once you forgive her, you're going to love them the same. But you got to forgive her. Mm -hmm. All right? Okay. That's not any question. Um, 
No, I'm good. All right. I have a silent prayer that I have online. I want you to start doing it. Okay. The silentprayervideo.com. I mean, <laughs> something. Silentprayer.video. Silentprayer.video. Or slash church. Okay. I want you to start doing it. If you have any questions, come back or call me about it. All right. Thank you. Really, your life is changing right now. The fact that you can see what's going on, you just hurt your mother. You forgive her, you would never be the same. All right? All right. That makes sense? Yes. All right. Do you want to talk now? Me? Uh-huh. Did this help today? Yeah. Give me the mic real fast. <laughs> She's like, no, I don't want to talk. Did this help today? Yeah. How old are you? 17. You're 17? Yeah. You look 15, too. Thank you. And um, how did it help? Um, I mean, I don't really, I don't know, because, like, I don't really have resentment towards my mom. Like, I'm really close with my mom. Right. So. So she doesn't get on your nerves? No. Uh, how about your father? Sometimes, yeah. Your father gets on your nerves? Yes. And, and, and why? Because we just argue a lot. Are you arguing with your mm-hmm. father? Why, why do you argue with him? I don't know. You don't know? So you're just arguing for no reason? You're like, I really don't like you. I don't know why. No, it's just like I don't get along with him as well as I get along with my mom. Do you want to? Yeah. With your father? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, go and forgive him. Okay. You say, here's what you do. I'm telling you it's going to work. You say, you know what, Dad? I'm not close to you and I want to be. What is it that's holding us back? And see what, what he's thinking. Okay. All right. Is he married to your mother? No. Is he living with your mother? No. Oh, he doesn't live with you guys? No. And are you able to see him every day if you wanted to? If I wanted to, yeah. Right. And so what did he do to you that made you not want to be around him? <laughs> um, I don't really know. I just, I wasn't like, I don't know. You don't know what he did to make you angry at him? No, not really. Do you treat him the way your mother treat him? Huh? Do you treat him the way your mother treat him? I guess, yeah. yeah. So is it possible that you really are not angry at him? You just identify with your mother and no, well, like, you feel sorry for her? No, not really. I just, like... I don't know how to explain it. But he has, he hasn't done anything personally to you, right? I don't really like the way he treats me sometimes. How does he treat you? He yells at me and like, I don't know, I just feel like he doesn't really support me. With well, I want you to go to him and find out why. Okay. Just let him know, will you do it? Yes. Hey dad, I want to be, I saw this black man the other day. <laughs> And he told me to talk to you because I want to be close to you, but I don't know why we're not close. What is it about me you don't like? Okay. And then you tell him what is, you know, what it is about him. It's going to change everything. Will you try that? Yes. Will you let me know what happens? Yes. You will? Okay. Okay. So come back next Sunday and tell me. Okay. Uh, are you 17? Yeah. This is your last year in high school? I graduated. Are you, what are you doing with your life right now? I'm going to go to college. Oh, okay. Take care of this before you go to college. Okay. It's going, the moment you deal with it, it'll be done. And you've got to feel free. Okay. All right? Any questions? No. All right. I'm glad you came. Thank you. All right. So, you going to deal with your mother? 
Yes. All right. This week? Probably today. Oh, good. And don't just go there and don't, if she start crying, like, what? She's not going to cry. If she, she won't cry, but if she start yelling, like, I did everything for you, it's your daddy. She might say that. Probably. Probably, yeah. You tell her that, wow, that's interesting. She's trying to manipulate me. And if that doesn't work, she, she might fall out and die. And if she does, she's like, wow, she's dead. My mother just died. And then go into the kitchen, look in the kitchen drawer. The insurance papers are there. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that's where the black people keep the insurance paper. Do white people do the same in Hispanics? And all? Where do you keep your paper, your insurance papers? They usually have a box. Oh, well, well we keep them right in that drawer next to the spoons. <laughs> And so go and get it and go down and cash it in. Don't tell your sisters and brothers. And go to the funeral home, buy a little cheap box. They have them. I know it. And then don't buy, you know, one flower. Don't buy the gloves and all that. And have a funeral and don't tell them how much money was in the insurance paper. It says, you guys can have the house. I don't need anything. And go live your life. All right? That makes sense? Does this sound cruel? No. Right on. <laughs> You're like, no. <laughs> Any questions for me? Uh, no. Anything I've said you disagree with? I don't disagree. I just, um, it's, it's an eye-opener of how much women um, influence how people feel. I'm sorry? How mothers influence their children and how they feel and how they live their lives is very eye-opening for me. A mother is a dangerous place to live. And they don't know it. They don't want to be, but because they have not been corrected, they don't know it. You would not have done this to your daughter had you just known what was going on. You know, if you you knew, you would not do it. Now you won't. Everything is going to change with you and your daughter for the good. Because now you have insight as to what's going on with you. That makes sense? Yes. Yeah. Uh, make sure you do the silent prayer too, all right? Uh, silent video. <laughs> silent prayer dot video. Behind every good black man is a good white man. <laughs> uh, you have, somebody have their hand real fast, and then we're out of here. Yes, sir. Yeah, I just got a quick question. This is your question. first time? Yes. Oh, uh, what's your name? Joe. Joe. How you doing, Joe? Good. Uh, Saw you on the internet, same same reason. Uh, I came last week and I came to the wrong ad- address, believe it or not. Oh, okay. Well, welcome. <laughs> Are you beta or alpha? Uh, Got to find out more of what each of those mean. Beta. <laughs> <laughs> but I had a if question. If you were alpha, you would know it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, I got to... Uh, this is this is kind of a, a thing in my. I'm, I'm letting out a family secret here that I, I, you know, I don't care. I'll talk about it. Uh, I don't know. If, is this going to go on the internet? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, quick question. Um, I in my family there are, is a lot of, you know, uh, children born out of wedlock. It seems like you know you turn left, turn right, look ahead of you. Everybody's being born out of wedlock. Yeah. And it's like a, a thing in my family. And what's, you know, I'm an uncle. 
And there's several of my nephews. I don't have any kids, but there's several of my nephews and nieces that, you know, just having, you know. Right. What do you suggest I kind of encourage them to do to kind of maybe change that? Stop making babies out of wedlock. They're going to have to come out of that fallen state. They got to get to know themselves and they got to forgive their failing parents because they're looking for love. They really are looking for love, but they're just getting sex. And then when they go to school, they've been told sex is fine. Everybody and their mama have sex. Sex is love. And so they don't have good parents guiding them, so they are angry. And it's not going to change until they overcome that anger so they can come back to the tree of life. That's what's going on. So if you want to help them, you got to show them how to overcome the anger. That's the only thing that's going to change it. Are you married? Yes. And are you the head of your wife? Uh, 50-50. Oh, Lord, one of those. <laughs> that means beta. Are you a Christian? Yes. And so God said, do you know about the order of God in Christ, Christ in man? I do. Man over woman and woman over children? Yes. And you don't believe in that order? I do. So why is it that you're not the head of your wife? <laughs> she makes more money than I do. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Your wife hates you. Are Maybe. You, you know that already? I don't know. I, I, I can't read her mind, but... But you know that she resents you, right? Probably. You know that she does. It, it goes day to day. Maybe yes, maybe no, yeah. Some days she does and some days she does. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you... Have you overcome your anger? Uh... You know, I, I know the, the Bible says, be angry and sin not. And then there's another one where, you know, the fruits of the Spirit, you know, love, joy, peace. But I, I you know, one thing I really agree with you with, on is uh, what you were saying about letting someone go into the world and clear your life up instead of trying to control them. Yeah. And, and that's why I was kind of thinking about all my relatives that are so having you all these children out of wedlock. Myself? No, you. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm angry every day for some reason. So have you overcome your anger? Uh, no. No, and why not? Because I'm angry at the world in general and the system we're in, that kind of thing. Not good. You have to discern... But not be angry, because when you're angry, you will be controlled. God can't protect you when you have that anger. Your mother's still living? Yes. Is you anger, need to go and forgive her. Is anger the same as hate? Yes. Anger, hatred, judgment, uh, anger, resentment, and hatred, all the same. It's just they change the names to make it sound better. We used, at one time, we knew it was hatred. You hate your parents. We knew that, but they're like, oh, that's so harsh. Let's change it to resentment. And we, you resent your parents. Oh, that sounds so mean. Let's change it to anger. So they change it to anger. But it's the same spirit. And I always thought that being an alpha means being angry. No, that's being a woman. Mm-hmm. Did you know okay. that every man that has anger is a woman? Uh, no. Did you know, now that you know you're a woman, what do you think about it? <laughs> <laughs> I got to uh, steer the boat in a different direction. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're just like your mother. 
And that's why your wife control you. That's why it's 50-50. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I'm glad you came. Yeah, thank, thank you for the advice. Yes, sir. And your son's invited you, you said, right here behind shirt. Yes. My son? Yeah. Did you tell me this morning your son invited you here? Uh, yeah, actually. Are they here? Uh, well, he works. He's a bartender. and he. What's your son's name? His name is uh, Jason. Oh. I think he came last week, apparently. Oh, what's his uh, computer name? Good question. I'll have to ask him. <laughs> but uh, They don't use real names anymore. Mm. Well, he's he's a cyber he's a cyber kid. That's yeah. for sure. Any questions for me? Um, actually, just a, a, sh- a thank you and a praise for for what you're doing. You're welcome. It's an answer to prayer. Did you let your son your son down? Um, likely, yeah. Did you? Yeah, we had a fault. We were having problems throughout his childhood. You know. Did he come and apologize for resenting you? Yes, he did. Were you surprised? Um, <laughs> I could feel it. Uh, yes, I was. I was absolutely just shocked in, in an amazing way. Yeah. Um, in, in, in what way? When you say amazing, what do you mean by that? That's been my prayer for oh, about seven years. All right. See, every father wants their children back. They want their sons and daughters. Fathers love their kids. You've been lied to about fathers. Why do you, and the last question then we got to end. Why do you go to him and apologize before he had to come to you? I gave him the opportunity to go out and die to the world. He had to. Had you apologized for being weak with him? For not being a good father? Yeah, but at that time I wasn't capable of understanding what I do now. I oh, wasn't okay. saved. I had all sorts of stuff inside of me. So yeah. that happened. It's a, about seven years, seven months ago. I got, it's almost like a triple seven for me yeah. being here today. He had invited me. Uh, but as I said, he, he got home real late and he forgot to set his alarm otherwise. He's Are you married? I've not been married. You've never been married? No. Oh, okay. And why not? Struck out with three different ladies. <laughs> Hey, you know, having that beta kind of a... Yeah. Yeah. I understand. Well, I'm glad you came. I'm thankful to be here. Thank uh, you. All right. Um, we got to end. Right, James? Yes. We so got to end. <laughs> so I appreciate you tuning in. We have counseling for you. Best counseling service on this side of heaven. Um, donate to the organization, to the church. Your tithe and offering. Check out the radio show and TV show and all that. Anything else? No. No meeting this week? And every uh, first Thursday night for men's only form right here, third Thursday night for ladies only, Sunday morning, everybody and their mama. So don't forget to donate. Thank you for tuning in. I absolutely appreciate it. And thank you all for coming. I appreciate it.